गणपति हवामहे कविंकनामुपम्रवस्तम ज्येष्ठराज ब्रह्मण ब्रह्मणस्पत आन श्रृण्वन्नूतिदनम ओं महागणपत नम ओं भद्रंकर्णे शृणुयाम देवा भद्रम पश्येक्षजत्रा स्थिंगुवागुंसस्तनूभि व्यशेम देवितयु स्वस्ति न इंद्रो वृद्धश्रवा स्वस्ति नूषा विश्व स्वस्ति नस्ताक्ष्यो अरिष्टने स्वस्ति नो बृहस्पतिर्दा ओं शातिशा ओं नमस्ते गणपत प्रत्यक्षसी ृतवक्ताोता अवधाता फस्ट वाक्यमेव प्रत्यक्षसी सो हियर गणपति इज बीइंग लुक्ड अपॉन एज दि वन हु इज अ मैनिफेस्टेशन ऑफ ओंकारा ऑफ कोर्स दैट इज ऑलरेडी देयर ओंकार स्वरूप इज वेरी फॉर्म इंडिकेट्स ओंकार एंड ओम इट्स इज अ साउंड सिंबल ओके फॉर बोथ व्हाट वी कॉल सगुण ब्रह्म एंड निर्गुण ब्रह्म निर्गुण ब्रह्म मींस ब्रह्मन एस इट इज सगुण ब्रह्म मींस to teach this brahman we are deliberately superimposing certain qualities onto brahman that is called adhyaropa so adhyaropa means what deliberate superimposition of certain qualities which are not there okay and then apavada later on we'll negate that so that then you understand whatever is not left out is brahman like that that is also to account for whatever appears okay all the appearances have to be accounted for see whenever 
we are talking about the reality in general let us say okay you have a quest for truth many people say that what do you want to do in life means i want to find out the truth or even you go to a scientist also science also says that it is the study of truth or whatever it's an exploration of truth correct so when we talk about the truth broadly we have to first talk we have to at least talk about the truth of two things correct there is a subject and there is an objective world the subject is encountering a world which is becoming evident one by one different objects so there is a subjective world there is an objective world or there is a subject and a subjective world and there are there is there are many objects which form the objective world now what is the truth of this objective world so i think science is mostly concentrating on that although they also try to study the subject also nowadays even consciousness also some of them want to study or try to understand there are courses available even in big universities about this now but still that they are trying to study the subject also objectively which is a problem i think but this quest for truth means we should first try to understand these two and then there is one more thing also comes into the picture what if the subject and object are creations whether they are creation or not itself cannot be established in any manner but if the subject and object are creations then is there a creator okay is there a creator is there a karta that also has to be analyzed that also has to be explained away then there is also one more question if we talk about a creator what about the creator then what is the swarupa of the creator what is the nature of that creator is there a creator for the creator then it will become infinite regress correct anavastha it will become so the creator has to be an uncreated creator if creator is uncreated why can't we take the world itself as uncreated all these questions are there correct if you if you talk about a creator and say that creator is uncreated then the obvious question some intelligent person will ask is what why should we not take the world itself as uncreated then we don't require any creator and all that correct in fact this argument is not even a current argument understand that the most orthodox purva mimamsakas they don't accept ishwara they say why should we uh, why should we even talk about ishwara or the creator or the lord we don't have to they say everything is as it is there can be srishti sthiti laya but that is also within creation only things are all the time getting created they are there for some time and they are destroyed all that is within the creation 
but as the creation as a whole is always like this we don't require any creator so even if you talk about creator you will say that creator is uncreated then what is the big deal about this but anyway so if we purely talk about creation and the creator from pratyaksha and anumana from perception and inference we cannot arrive at any conclusion understand that but anyway the veda and the upanishads set out to teach us what is the truth about this world about ourselves and are there many truths is there only one truth so here we accept the veda as a valid means of knowledge for this veda is our pramana like even for worldly affairs perception sense perception and inference and different types of inference there is a one step inference two step inference and all that and even comparison also sometimes we use all these become valid means of knowledge similarly the words of the veda are valid means of knowledge they are an independent means of knowledge and they reveal to us the truth about ourselves and this world in fact this truth can cannot be known by any other means of knowledge only the veda has to reveal it to us otherwise you can have some assumptions guess guess work and all you can do but that is not it's not idle speculation understand that for us the study of vedanta in fact that's why i don't like the word philosophy of many times say that people say he is teaching advaita philosophy now this philosophy is not our word understand that <laughs> philosophy is a western word it has its own connotations many times philosophy means they are just thinking that it is some idle speculation it is not speculation or guess or anything veda is a valid means of knowledge we are studying vedanta not for just some intellectual happiness or whatever joy and all that it is more than that it is to solve your fundamental problem it is to understand your own reality in the in the process there is a certain self transformation has to be there understand that so it is about your identity in fact how much you are very sure that you are a human being right now see if i ask any of you who you are then you are going to reel out so many things correct i am so and so son or daughter of so and so like that you have your own biography there is no doubt in that correct it's a natural identity but whether that natural identity itself is true or not has never been analyzed it's called avichara siddha there is no vichara into that so we are right now by reading this upanishad what are we doing we are doing analysis into all those things and what does the upanishad say upanishad straight away bombs you with an equation tattvamasi you are that okay you means what that means what in that you if anybody i call them as you 
or themselves as I, there is a normal meaning. Okay. Normal understanding is what somebody who is present in this body is you. So the body also can be taken as you and the one who indwells in the body also is the one really addressed as you. But even there, there is no clarity. Whether the indweller is separate from the body. If you go to a scientist, they only talk about a physical body. In fact, many scientists are also known as monist or advaitin. What kind of advaitin they are? They are called material monist. Only matter is there. Nothing else is there really. Everything else is only epiphenomenon. They use a word called epiphenomenon. So uh, many people don't accept there is a mind, consciousness and all that. Those things are all simply some material processes. That's all. Or behavior. They, they explain everything away with behavior. Okay. So uh, if you go to the modern some classes, even like, in fact, many of you are in lockdown and all this. Lots of online classes are there. Okay. Even on this, many universities have. So they are all trying to explain this intelligence in terms of behavior alone. But whether behavior alone really explains our, even as an individual, my experience of different things. The intelligence which I actually think I have, can it be only explained in terms of a behavior? So that is a big question. Okay, there is even a, they all talking, talk about a Chinese room experiment. Okay, China, China is in the news a lot now, but there is also a Chinese room experiment they talk about. And that's an interesting thought experiment. So based on that, some people argue that intelligence is not just behavior or pattern matching. Okay. That if you give this input, you match it to some output and give it. That kind of pattern matching and that kind of behavior alone cannot constitute intelligence or understanding and all that knowledge. Knowledge is something more than that. It's not just pattern matching behavior. But those who are like very attached to artificial intelligence and all that, they talk about this, no, no, how do you even prove all those things? So there is, there are two types of people. Some people, that's why I say artificial intelligence can never be really intelligence also. It is always only some, it is like saying that the weather forecast is the weather or the weather simulation is the weather. You can simulate weather in a computer and do a forecast, but that simulation itself is not the real weather, correct? Like that some people argue, but of course others argue differently. So what I am trying to say here is, there are a lot of speculations going on about all these things. And these speculations are nothing new. They are all there forever. People have been speculating about all these things. That's why our Shankaracharya, he says that Veda only has to come and resolve this. Veda, whatever Veda 
has revealed to us that is what is knowledge for us in this case because all others are only fighting amongst each other there is no you cannot ascertain this is this based on simple uh, sense perception or just arguing based on inference and logic so here this truth has to be revealed to us and that truth only is getting revealed here in the form of an equation where this equation simply blows away all the preconceptions you had about yourself which which you again you took took yourself for granted that is the thing here people take themselves for granted and in fact most of our identity is all imposed on us correct your parents call you with a name and you are so and so and all that the child in fact children initially do not even have a proper sense of i correct they may even talk about themselves in third person and all that because initially the identity is like a third person only then it becomes first person identity so this identity which we have in this life and we don't know how many other lives and which is there naturally but which was never analyzed and arrived at whether it is true or not that's what we are analyzing here so in this the equation is what upanishad is saying you are that that which is the cause of this entire world okay so in this everything is addressed i told you correct if any in our tradition we call darshana okay that which is showing you revealing to you something any darshana has to talk about yourself the world and the creator if there is one so our vedanta also is trying to address all these things and arrive at a truth of all these things okay the truth of the world which is appearing the truth of the one who is cognizing and the truth of the creator of all these things now vedanta says there is a creator okay there is no doubt about it there is a creator who created this entire world and in this world your body mind sense complex always included and there is a sense of i there is an individual sense of i is there individual self there is an individuality which i identify with it's only an identification understand that whether there is any truth in that and what is truth also we have to define in fact one more fashionable argument is to say that <coughs> there is no truth which you can define okay truth can't be defined truth can't be expressed in word of course they'll go to upanishad itself for that okay truth is a pathless land also one person made it very famous by saying that you don't have to then do any vichara i think about truth you can just sit if it is possible that is just sitting is the most difficult thing let me tell you so in fact 
my guru swami dayananji used to go in the us in the 80s okay he used to go to different universities give talks he was just going around and so before one of the talks one scientist i think i don't know the identity exactly so came and told swami ji that you cannot define what is truth truth is not definable that's a very fashionable argument understand that so swami ji said no no i can define what truth is to you in fact swami ji need not define that shankara has already defined it and the shruti is already defined it satyam satyam is truth no but just giving a word is not enough correct <laughs> so bhashyakara says yadrupena en nishitam bhavati tadrupena tannam vibhicharati tat satyam so whatever you ascertain as this as of some nature that which never changes from that correct that which never changes its nature in all p3 periods of time or to put it in a simple language that which can never be negated at any time that is truth that you that which you can never negate that which never changes if you have ascertained it as this of this nature it is always of that nature it never changes correct that is truth that's how bhashyakara defines it beautifully in more than one place in bhagavad gita bhashya in taitriya bhashya particularly whatever i quoted so on hearing this um, then uh, that person accepted yes this definition cannot be really broken we can accept this definition okay that which can never be negated in all periods of time alone is truth correct if it is negated means it becomes false correct but then the other question is there what is that hey, okay you, you have given some definition but there is nothing like that there is no truth you have defined it but what is this truth is there anything like that which, which fulfills your definition okay so that person came next day and said this okay. first day he heard the definition then i think he thought over all all night that's my imagination from the story he could not break the definition so he came the next day what did he say he said that yes swami ji your i accept your definition but there is no truth like that can you teach me can you show me what that truth is then swami ji said yes i can show you wait for me next lecture or something he would have said i think big swami ji being swami ji but see once you get into all these things this suspense is not tolerable correct you cannot tolerate suspense no no you tell me immediately is there any proof can you teach me that then swami ji told what what swami ji would have told swami ji would have told see you can negate everything correct 
You can negate the entire world, Maya. It's all only appearance. In fact, most scientists know that it is all Maya, correct? What you call a solid, liquid, and all that, it's all only names and names and names. Names in names. Okay. Namni Namani, like that. When my Guruji used to say always. Only names and names. You say part. But part is clay. That is name in name. Then what is clay? Clay is only molecules. Molecules are only atoms. Atoms are only particles. Like that you can keep on giving different names. And then once you go to a certain quantum level, 99% is space. Then what is all this which is appearing here? You are, you are talking about solid, liquid, gas, plasma and one more. Also they have found out now. Okay, one more uh, state of matter, very, very, if it is very near to the absolute freezing point. Okay, what are all these things then? In space, the nucleus is only occupying very little, and the electron clouds are going around that at a particle level or atomic level, let us say. And so, it's So what is all this appearance? All Maya only, right? You cannot explain. How did all these particles get together? Only few fundamental blocks are there and then they have produced this great world. Macro level world. It is Maya. Everything is only appearance. Very easy to say. But then... The important thing where, where everything we miss out is what? Who is the one who is negating? That is what we are trying to learn here. Understand? The nature of that negator. The negator can never be negated. Negator can negate everything else. Okay? The negator can negate everything else. Neti neti. Okay? Unishuddhisal does that. If you, if you read Brihadaranyaka, Neti Neti is a very famous statement. If this is not, this is not. Not this, not this. Anything as an object. Okay. Anything as an object is not this. Okay. So not this, not this, we can say. All these are only appearances. Like that we can say. But then what about the negator? The negator can never be negated. Even if you talk about vacuum, physical vacuum and all that, who, who is cognizing that? The cognizer of that can never be negated. So like this, uh, that is the important thing we have to understand. We have to understand that the negate, we are actually trying to understand the nature of that negator. And finally, we have to arrive at the fact that since the negator alone can never be negated, negator is satyam. The very nature of that negator is nothing but the truth. That is the truth. Okay. So, uh, that is something very important we have to understand.
So uh, this is the teaching actually. So you have to you have to analyze yourself. Okay, analyze and arrive at the truth about yourself. But it is like this: How can the subject know itself? Eyes can see everything else, but how can the eyes see itself? Means you cannot. Eyes cannot see itself because it is the eternal subject. You are also the eternal subject, but then how do I know? Okay, I can arrive at certain truth that I am the conscious being who are, who is conscious of all the objects. and in this objective world even my body my mind and my even my thoughts are all included because i am able to the thoughts are getting evident to me everything is becoming evident to me i am the conscious being to whom everything is becoming evident including my thoughts emotions everything is becoming evident to me so i am only this conscious being but are there many conscious beings what is is this conscious being limited only to this body still questions are there so that is why we need another pramana a means of knowledge like to see the eyes you have to go and stand in front of a mirror to know ourselves we have to stand in front of the shruti shruti is a word mirror the veda is a word mirror which is just showing to us our nature and the guru is showing to you that mirror correct and our upanishads are all only mirror only they are all showing to you who you are and ganesha himself is a manifestation of that that teaching itself direct manifestation which you can see every day the teaching of tattvamasi so the upanishads are saying you as a conscious being is not separate from the conscious being which is the creator of this entire world there is only one consciousness the consciousness never becomes an object of consciousness correct consciousness is self revealing self existent that is why if i ask you are you there you don't have to use any means of knowledge to say i am there you are there so consciousness means there is only one consciousness there are many sentient beings but that doesn't mean there are many consciousnesses because always you are only objectifying bodies you are never objectifying another consciousness understand so the consciousness can never be known as another object so here again analogies are all given in teaching even in bhagavad gita bhagavan says like even there is one sun which is illumining all the suns which are getting reflected all over correct all the light is coming only from one sun although it looks like it is coming from many places likewise there is only one consciousness 
and that conscious kshetragnyam chapi mam diddhi he says i am the one who is the kshetragnyaha in every kshetra kshetra here means this this uh, all the bodies you can say correct i am the one who is lighting up so there is only one consciousness that is the teaching that same consciousness if you look at it from one standpoint from the standpoint of the world that is the creator of the world all knowing all pervading all powerful the same consciousness you look at it from another standpoint the individual body mind sense complex it's only purely how you look at it you look at the ocean ocean is water but water looked up looked at from one standpoint is ocean you look at wave you look at wave wave also is water so water looked at from another standpoint is wave but as water there is identity there is only one water the the nature of the individual self is not separate from the nature of the creator in fact this individuality or the status of being creator all this is adhyaropa that's how i started correct it's all adhyaropa only it's a deliberate superimposition finally the teaching is what there is only one consciousness which is the invariable in every cognition the objects of cognition come and go they are all mithya they are all only appearances they don't have any existence of their own they are all names in names in names and finally it will again come back to only the conscious observer the consciousness is the basis for both the subject and object there is only one reality which is sustaining the subject object appearance okay the appearance of the subject is coeval with the appearance of the object correct right? if there is no object there is no status of being subject also but the consciousness or the conscious being is always there whether there is a subject object division or not okay because consciousness still no i did not know anything it's always knowing only that is why that nature of that consciousness never changes it is the only thing once you have ascertained yourself as a conscious being that can never change in any period of time even time itself is innate only time itself becomes evident to you space time and space time is there and it is not there in another state even individuality we as though the waking individuality everybody takes very seriously but that individuality comes and goes you lose that individuality every night in dream in fact you can take totally a different individuality you can even become an animal in dream i don't know i have not at least become animal in my dreams before but some people can correct but you can have a different identity a king can become a beggar or a beggar can become a king so don't so this individuality whatever you have taken or granted the waking individuality is something which comes and goes it cannot be called truth ultimate truth or whatever whatever is there unchanging once you have ascertained this is this 
it should never change in any period of time invariable that alone is truth that which can never be negated and that truth from an individual standpoint also that truth resolves into a conscious being what about the world the total from the total standpoint also it resolves into the same consciousness that's what the veda is teaching the upanishad is the only means of knowledge to know that upanishad comes and says hey that cause of everything okay is also a conscious being satyam jnanam anantam brahma yo ved nihitam guhayam but the same thing you know in your own buddhi guha okay in your own body mind sense complex also the same consciousness is lighting up that and the, every time you say i i i you are only referring to that really all other eyes are really objects of consciousness correct how can an object be i whatever i see is not i okay that is the very very simple simple razor we have to use okay <laughs> because we are having all false identifications at many levels keep using this razor shave off all those identities always whatever i see is not i whatever i see is not i i am always the seer the conscious being to whom everything is becoming evident so that's why as an extreme example of this my guru used to say this is something all of you should internalize in fact what he used to say is the worldly logic is that i know sorrow okay i know i am in sorrow therefore i am sorrowful but vedanta is telling you i know sorrow therefore i am not sorrow or i am not sorrowful correct because i am the knower of sorrow also so sorrow is not really in me or anything it is just an object only it's a state of mind maybe but that state of mind also is being cognized by me i am the consciousness to whom that state of mind is becoming evident i am that consciousness alone the state of mind comes and goes it is not me or anything it does not really concern me in fact or it does not change me in any way i am always the conscious being to whom everything becomes uh, everything becomes evident okay so that is the thing so this particular truth has to be understood clearly but also it it requires to be repeated this insight because the other identity is so strong so it takes sometimes for the self transformation to take place so this teaching has to be also repeated keep listening to the same thing again and again once the teaching is clear also keep recollecting it how long till the time how naturally now you are you 
before the understanding vedanta how naturally you thought you are a human being similarly you have to have that natural identity aham brahmasmi till then you have to repeat you have to continue it can be first time you hear the teaching itself it, it works out for some people for somebody it may take lifetimes so there is no uh, we cannot say each person is different there uh, from where they start is different but that is the teaching that you are the limitless you are the cause of this entire world so with this one equation vedanta is actually revealing everything or it is accounting for everything the status of being a creator is deliberately superimposed on one consciousness and the status of being this individual also is a superimposition so first we talk about the superimpositions we deliberately do and then we say both are same but it is obviously contradictory apparently contradictory then the apparent contradiction is resolved by negating all the superimpositions because whatever appears whatever changes is negated and the invariable conscious being alone is the truth so that is what is revealed here and ganapati's rupa is a direct representation of that we saw already the human part of the body represents the individual the gaja mukha the elephant face they give a very interesting derivation gaha jaha gascha jascha iti gajaha so the gaja is actually representative of jagat karanam brahma the cause of this entire world brahman comes from the two words ga and ja so ga represents the the avyakta or unmanifest and from that unmanifest whatever is born okay jayante iti jaha gachanti iti gaha means everything goes or resolves into that that is ga and again from that resolved state of undifferentiated unmanifest being whatever is born jayante iti jaha gascha jascha gajaha so this gaja mukha represents the jagat karanam brahma and both are there in one form meaning that is the asi means ganesha represents tattvamasi teaching right in front of your eyes directly you can cognize every time you look at ganesha this only the meaning of this mahavakya has to come to you correct that's why ganesha roopa is very special those who are ganesha bhaktas they say that even shiva vishnu and all is not same shiva vishnu may represent certain things their forms but they do not represent the tattvamasi teaching at least like this they they feel uh, they even talk about it <laughs> that's okay so ganesha is a omkara swarupa but also the one who is a representation of this teaching then what 
So then this Upanishad goes into this Tattvam Asi, correct? Is further explained here. It is further anal analyzed or in more detail it is looked at, correct? So the Upanishad goes and says, Tvame, Tvame Vakevalam Karta Si. So you are the Karta. Now Karta Bhokta, the individual can be also taken as a Karta and Bhokta, correct? You are the doer. Okay. You are the enjoyer as an individual. So in every individual, you are the doer. So you can say that this is talking about the Tvampada. But Kevala Pada also is there in between. Tvameva Kevalam Kartasi, Kevalam Dhartasi, Kevalam Hartasi, Kevalam. So what is this Kevalam? There is even a Kaivalya Upanishad. Kevalasya Bhavaha Kaivalyam. And Kevala has a very derogatory meaning in some language, Indian languages like Tamil. Tamil Kevalam means something which is like very bad or worse. It's called Kevalam. I don't know how that came about in the language. But Kevalam means Here, we have to understand, this Kevala Shabda is used in the Upanishad itself. That which is there by itself, okay, or Kutastha also, sometimes we say. See, that which is there unchanging. Kuta, Kute Tishtati Iti Kutastha, like that also there is a word. See, the anvil. If you go to a blacksmithy place, the anvil is there. Okay, so everything is kept on the anvil and it is beaten and different shapes are made, things are made, but the anvil remains as it is. It doesn't change its shape or anything. Like that, so many things are happening. Everything is changing here in the objective world. The conscious being is like the anvil. It is there as it is without any change. That Kevalam, Kevala Shabda points out that. So if you look at it even more deeply, see even in Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavan always puts some contradictions in every verse, apparent contradictions. Okay. So he says, Chaturvarnyam Mayasrishtam. Guna karma vibhagashaha. Okay, fine. Then what he says? Tasya kartaram api. Maam vidya akartaram abhyayam. So if Ganesha is the karta, he is the doer. Means doers are all, all the time changing. They are doing something. They are in activity. Then are you saying Ganesha changes? Then Ganesha is no more the truth. Ganesha keeps changing, means even though I am the doer, he says, in reality, I am not doing anything. Akartaram, avyayam, unchanging, and I am not the doer. But I am the doer from one standpoint. From the standpoint of the Srishti, 
I am the doer. From my own standpoint, I am not doing anything really. Everything is only an appearance. In my presence, all these things are appearing. Okay, it appears like it is all happening. Everybody is doing things. Everybody is enjoying. It's all only appearance. It's all appearing in my presence. In the presence of consciousness alone, all these things are appearing. So even though Ganesha is the Karta, but Ganesha, Ganesha Swarupa, if you see, it is Kevala. It doesn't change. It is unchanging. In fact, in reality, Ganesha is not Karta. So, Tomeva Kevalam Kartasi, you are the doer in every Upadhi, in every body mind sense complex. You can take like that. Or you can also consider you are the Karta of the entire Srishti also here. But still, you are Kevala. Similarly, Tomeva Kevalam Dharthasi. Dhartha means the one who nourishes, supports, sustains. So Ganesha only is sustaining because the very existence of this, all these things, correct? All the appearances have to, their very existence they are borrowing. They are only having borrowed ex existence. Like even the snake which is appearing on the rope. Snake has no existence of its own. It's only borrowing the existence of the rope, we have to say. Or even pot does not, it's only a name and form. What exists is clay. But even clay also, if you analyze further, there is no clay, only molecules are existing. <laughs> like that, it's all borrowed existence. Names and forms, names and forms, names and forms. None of this are really having any substance. The only substance is Brahman. That itself is existence. So, in fact, language is faulty. We say existent part as though existence is an adjective. In reality, everything is an, is an adjective of existence. Party existence, clay existence, like that we have to say. Existence alone is these names and forms are all only appearances. They are also, in reality, they cannot be even called qualities really. It's only appearances we have to say. So, you are the one who is sustaining by giving your own existence to all these things. All the differentiated appearances are only being, are appearing only in you, correct? But you are not affected by any of these appearances. Again, Kevalam. So many things are appearing. But it's all only appearance. Nothing changes. You remain as you are. And Tomeva Kevalam Hartasi. You are also the Harta, Harati. So, you are the one who, who takes away this all this differentiated world also. So, the differentiated world becomes undifferentiated. Everything resolves.
and even when everything resolves you are the same correct before this creation came also the same conscious being was there even while the creation is there the same conscious being is there even when the creation is resolved back it becomes potential same conscious being alone is there that alone is there that alone is the is word can only be used with reference to that all others are only appearances it's all only appearance names forms function also is there only a pot form can hold water correct it is functional but even then it's not it has no reality of itself the weight of the pot is weight of clay if you touch the pot you are really touching the clay clay alone is there really the pot is only name and form and there are names and names and names like this we can reduce keep reducing it further and it will resolve into ganesha only <laughs> because you it will finally resolve into the conscious being whether you do an objective analysis or a subjective analysis you have to come to the same place that is the swarupa of ganesha who represents this teaching correct tatvamasi so his very form is a representation of all these things the human body is the individual tvam and the gaja mukha is the tatpada it is the cause of this entire world and they are one and the same in one rupa so having talked about here this tvampada you can say as the karta then now it goes to the tatpada tvameva sarvam khalvidam brahmasi so this sarvam khalvidam brahma itself is actually a chandogya upanishad is there it is this vakya is famous from chandogya sarvam khalvidam brahma tat jalan shanta upasita that is the that is the actual uh, vakya in chandogya it is part of actually a upasana but even there interestingly sarvam khalvidam brahma everything that which is here khalu is only a particle okay indeed like that it has a meaning i think so everything here indeed is brahman sarvam idam everything here everything means everything in fact upanishad later on keeps on going into all the things when we say everything it can be looked upon in many ways correct subject object waker dream or waking dream sleep then grass subtle castle like that we can keep on look and look at it in different ways or you can look at it in a five elemental model or you can look at it in triguna model sattva rajas tamas 
like that n number of classification categorization is possible whichever way you categorize everything that is here is brahman tat jalaniti shanta upasita tat jalan means what it's a interesting meaning bhashakara gives in chandogya bhashya tat jam from that only everything is born tat jam okay then tallam there only everything resolves back tajjam tallam okay and then an is there correct tajjalan means an is means aniti praniti so because of you because of that only everything is also sustained or everything is living so tajjalan like that there is a word in the upanishad so bhashyakara gives a meaning like this tajjam tallam aniti praniti iti tajjalan like that interesting meaning for that word and that you then upa do upasana of that being shanta okay being the one who is shanta without any other worries peacefully you do this upasana everything that is here is brahman alone and that brahman even that teaching also is you only correct sarvam khalvidam brahma means in ganesha rupa sarvam khalvidam brahma also we can see that because ganesha rupa includes the individual in the form of the human body or some people say even that huge paunch is a representation of brahmanda everything is there in ganesha only sarva karana or the gajamukha also gajaha we already saw so ganesha represents the individual ganesha represents the total and ganesha represents the creator of the total also in whichever way you look at it ganesha ganesha represents all that is here as brahman sarvam khalvidam brahmasi tomeva so your rupa alone also teaches us that everything that is here is only one that brahman that satyam jnanam anantam brahma alone is there as all this from that only everything is born from that only everything is also to that only everything resolves and that alone is also sustaining everything tat jalaniti so that also as you can see in one way this these three vakyas before also is leading to this correct so you can say tajjam tallam aniti praniti like that this three vakyas before this also is pointing to that so here everything that is here is only this one reality and you are a representation of that visual representation again that is the important thing so ganesha visually represents that teaching and you are also tum sakshat atma si nityam you are the very atma 
from all these things here the asi comes into the picture you are the very self of everything here always okay so that is the truth so this teaching is presented at the beginning of this upanishad okay then it goes into other things more of upasana and all that also in between also there are other most of the important upanishad uh, lakshanas are also there the vakya the words which are used as revealing words to reveal the truth all that will come here in between prayers are there then upasana also is there a mantra is also revealed using that mantra you can do japa upasana so all that we'll see as we go forward om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om ओके 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 जी धन्यवाद